This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Julie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates. This is Jolie Moore. Date 1, January 12, The Drummer Boy. When I got to the bar, it was 8.15 p.m. Big plastic tarps covered everything outside. The warm and cozy fire pits looking into my date's eyes over the glow of orange flame. Neither of those was going to happen. Those plants had fizzled with the latest winter storm. It hardly ever rains in Southern California, but my first date came on a night when it had been raining for three solid days. It was too late to pick somewhere new, so I went inside the cozy little restaurant interior I'd never seen. I was the only patron. No one comes out when it rains, the waiter said to me as he told me I could sit in any of the ten or so vacant tables. I picked a table in a dark corner and ordered a glass of Pinot Noir. I hoped that it would take the edge off my nerves because this being my very first date in years had given me a big old case of the nerves. When it rains in Los Angeles, the traffic snarls. I took out my Kindle and read. After I got a text from Drummer Boy saying he was running late, by 8.45 he was there. He looked exactly like his picture, medium height, broad shoulders, one hell of a chest, and lots of long black hair. I should tell you now that I have a type. Every guy has to be at least three of these things. If he hits all five, well then, Yahtzee. One, cute. Two, long hair. My first high school crush had long hair. What can I say? Three, musician or other creative pursuit. I love musicians, writers, visual artists, and filmmakers the best. Four, at least medium build. I don't like weighing more than a guy. I'm short, so height doesn't matter as much. Five, a good kisser. Now this is one that requires experimentation, but I'm game. Drummer Boy was batting four for five when he came to the table. I stood to welcome him, and instead of shaking my hand or busting me on the cheek, he immediately wrapped me in a bear hug. I'm a hugger, he said, as he let me go oh so slowly. He made no secret that he was checking me out. From a smile, I think I made the grade. He smelled good. That was a definite bonus. I sat and closed my e-reader and put it in my phone in my purse, because it was looking like he was going to be all the entertainment I needed. The bartender got him his own class of Pinot. So you write romance, he asked. I nodded. I put my job in my online dating profile. I braced myself, ready for the usual question I got from random people on the street, when they asked the wink and a nod and an elbow nudge about how do I do my research. Drummer Boy didn't ask anything else, so I turned the tables, and you banged the drums? His main work was as a session musician. He talked about working on various movies and for some of the most popular recording artists today. Not that I'd heard of all of them, so I had to Google much, much later. Turns out many were famous, just not known to me. Writing at home all day in silence didn't expose me as much pop culture as most people. Do you drink coffee or tea, he asked, when the waiter brought a dessert menu. I can't do caffeine at night, but in the mornings I drink tea. Actually, I get my tea from an Indian spice shop, I said. I like strong, loose-leaf spice tea. 
Indian Spice Shop, a single dark eyebrow rose in question in Los Feliz. It's a perk of colonialism, I guess. Drummer Boy's laugh was big and hearty. Yes, that's something I know quite a lot about. Drummer Boy knew a lot about colonialism because he was Native American. It was why his black hair was long. It was a cultural thing, not the usual musician's defiance of authority. I took long hair for any reason. We talked more about music in general. I knew he was a keeper when he, he agreed that Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill is still the best album ever. He told me a lot about his tribe and growing up as a Native American in the South Bay area of Los Angeles County. The wine was good. The chocolate and banana bread pudding dessert we shared was even better. Before I knew it, more than three hours had passed and the bartenders were making last call. They wanted to pack it in early because only one other couple had come in all night. I'm sure our wine and their appetizers had hardly covered the cost of the five wait staff hovering over their phones behind the bar. Can I walk you to your car, drummer boy asked after he'd paid the bill. I offered to chip in or pay, but he waved me off saying this night was going to be his treat. When I stood up from the table this time, his hug was a lot more familiar and included a brush of lips across my cheek. The contact sent shivers up and down my spine. Budged, buzzed on a large glass of strong wine and at least two years of no sex, I took him up on his offer to walk me the half block to my car because I had no idea what would come next or how to get to what I think I wanted to come next. What came next was the best first kiss I've had in a long time. The last line of my online dating profile had the following line, swipe left if you don't like kissing. My ex didn't like kissing, and I'd missed that more than other types of affection that had been lacking in our relationship. Drummer boy obviously very much liked kissing. So he did, up against my cold, wet SUV, SUV while well-dressed 20-somethings getting ready to go clubbing stood in the long line at a garishly lit Wells Fargo ATM. Having had enough of being watched and whistled at by them, I finally pulled the magic words from the deep recesses of my brain and spoke them aloud. Why don't you come back to my place? Our foreheads together, rapidly breathing each other's air, I texted him directions to my building. I got in my car and in a huge hurry and not the least bit mindful of California's traffic laws, made a huge illegal U-turn on the six-lane Fairfax Avenue. In five minutes, my car was tucked safely in my designated spot and I was in my apartment. Parking in West Hollywood at night is a huge nightmare, so I knew it would take some time before Drummer Joy showed up at my front door. While I waited, I turned off some of the brighter lights and took the lighter to a few candles. Even your socks are cute, Drummer Boy said after he'd finally come through the door. He shucked his own jacket and boots and got comfortable on my couch. I'd been wearing mid-calf black leather boots earlier. They were the only thing I'd taken off when I'd come home. You're amazingly sexy, he offered, looking me up and down. My body tingled with the way his eyes roamed. No one had looked at me that way in a long time. I smiled at a loss as to what to say to that compliment. Instead, I sat next to him on my couch and took a hit of the vape pen he offered. He didn't waste any time. In a second, his lips were covering mine again. His hands were very everywhere, caressing my stomach under my cashmere sweater and my ass through my velvet pants. After long minutes of his caresses doing all sorts of amazing things to my body, I stood, took his hand, and led him to my bedroom. I couldn't wait for what was going to come next. My instincts were telling me it was going to be good. What came next was mostly satisfying. Drummer Boy had an oral fixation. I enjoyed oral. I didn't think I enjoyed it a lot, but it's not the only thing I wanted. The one thing I'd missed in my marriage was penetration. Because my ex-husband was my first, I'd never had what I'd read about, how written about. I'd never been pounded by a guy. I really wanted to experience that. My ex was one pump, maybe two, then he was done. Never more than a few seconds tops. 
After my third or fourth orgasm, I rooted around at my bedside table and pulled out one of the three pack of condoms I bought at the drugstore the week before. I'm not hard yet, he said. It zeroed in his cock. It was only semi-hard. I took the initiative and fisted it. I stroked until his breath wasn't even and he was hard. I handed him a condom and he rolled it on. Another pump or two from him and he was ready. I lay back again and opened up for him. He entered me and it felt good. Really good. It only lasted a couple of minutes, though. I can't stay hard, he said before he pulled out, but I can make you feel good. He lay next to me and took my breasts in his hands. He tweaked each nipple hard. I loved nipple play, but his pinch was on the border between pain and pleasure. I felt mute, though. I knew I should have told him the way I wanted to be touched needed to be, so- be massaged, but I felt inhibited. After years of being silent, I didn't know how to find my voice, so I let him go down on me for a few more orgasms. It was both pleasurable and exhausting at the same time. I kind of wanted a second chance to get more of what I wanted, give him more of what he needed. That would violate the rules of the one-night stand, though. I knew enough about how this played out to understand that. You smell and taste amazing, he said after hours after he arrived and laid back against my pillows. It hadn't exactly been what I imagined, but it had been what I needed to break my celibate streak. I looked at the leather cord around his neck, the only thing that he left on after all his clothes had come off. Two feathers hung from it, one gold, one silver. What are the feathers for? My father gave this to me, he started. He fingered them. They caught and shone in the bedside light. One is for courage, the other protection. Well, you don't need protection from me, I said, and kissed him again. Hours later, we lay sated and exhausted. For someone nearing 40, he had the stamina of a man nearly 10 years younger. Don't fall in love with me, he implored, as the dark and quiet night of West Hollywood settled all around us. I paused for a moment and looked at him, all bronze skin and amazing cheekbones. I liked him well enough to kiss him, and invited him to my apartment, and even had sex with him. But this is my first date after getting out of a long-term relationship. I wanted more, to meet more people, have more experiences, do more kissing. There's no worry of that, I promised. About any of this for an entire year. So much has happened in the year since that date that I can't even begin to say. You know, he was cute, that guy. He was cute. Um, he was a drummer. And somewhere on my phone, I even have his phone number. I think he lived in Culver City. I don't know. You know, I will say this. Um, A, I think I got my voice um, not long after that um, because things got better to some extent. Um, The other thing I think I want to say is I think at the end he texted me, oh my God, sometime like maybe a week after that and told me that he couldn't see me because he was in a relationship whether that's marriage or whatever, I have no idea. Um, But I hadn't thought to ask that. And it's something later I figured out that you have to ask people because they're certainly not up front. I mean, I guess a lot of people talk about dating apps being like a cheater's paradise. And I guess to some extent that's true. To be honest, the thought had never occurred to me before um, that first date in January so, uh, yeah, that happens. Um, I'm trying to think. It was just such an interesting experience to, I don't know, you know, I had, I've had a long life and, uh, 
I think the number of guys that have hit on me, and I'm excluding like construction workers and guys that slow down in cars and old people who, old men who like really should not be bothering like 14 and 15 year old girls. Outside of all of those, I think the number of people who hit on me or asked me out is such a small number as to be ridiculous. And um, so I, in the end, never had a lot of dating experience. I had, let's see, a high school boyfriend. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not going to use names. Um, he was lovely. <laughs> Long hair. He had blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, thank God for Google. So eventually he actually moved in with somebody else I went to like elementary school with. I don't know what happened there. That was the weirdest thing. I don't know. Like somebody at a party mentioned it and then I Googled it and, uh, we had come to the age where one could find that sort of thing out. Um, then he went to medical school, I think he went to Yale, and uh, became a doctor. And I Google him now because he had a completely unique last name, so it's easy to find him, although his first name was pretty common. And uh, that's it. He was my boyfriend when I was oof, 15, 16, because uh, I was learning how to drive, so it must have been around then. And, um, you know... It was one of those experiences, I think, that boyfriend. It was super hard to date. We went on one date. We went to a rally against Nicaragua or something. I don't even know. I don't know if I remember the politics of Central America from that era. And then I went away for the summer um, to California. It was actually the first time, well, not the first time I came to California, but the first time I stayed because I came. I saw it. I was like, California is the best thing ever. I gotta go back. And so I spent the summer with some family friends. And um, we wrote letters um, over the summer. And then, let me think. I went back and I know that we were at some school function. I can't remember. And he came over and he introduced myself and my mother was on her worst behavior which is <laughs> always and um i don't know what happened it was weird all i know is we came home and my mother promptly got on the phone with her friend within earshot of me it's not like she went to her room and closed the door or something she went she went into a room um and got on the phone and she was like I can't believe Jolie likes this guy, you know, he's got pimples, and he's not even good looking, and, um, it was sort of crushing, and I can't say why, um, I think he did have pimples, although to be honest, I don't think I noticed back then, and, um, I still think he's cute, and, um, it was just sort of crushing, but, my mother didn't make it easy for me to leave. Uh, you know, let me just say this. Uh, at some point in the past year or so, I went to quite a few narcissistic abuse recovery groups because I went from a mother who was like that to a husband who was like that. So let's just say there were my entire life up until two years ago was filled with people who did not wish me the best um, who told me I was shit on any given day and um, made made life hard. So my mother would say she was really liberal and I could go out and do whatever I want. I never had a curfew. 
but in reality she made it extremely extremely difficult for me to leave the house there's so many rules you can't drive with teenagers who obviously are the only people i know um you know you can go out with your friends but i don't know she just made it hard and it was easier to stay home and sit in you know my room with the door closed reading a book than it was to run the gauntlet to get out the front door um, so that relationship didn't really go anywhere. I don't even know how it petered out. I really liked him. And, uh, who knows? Didn't go well. Anyway. His actually name started with the letter A, and now I'm thinking about it. There are a lot of people in this little book who are going to start with A. So, um, that was the first chapter that was Drummer Boy. It was a great way to break the ice. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.